Welcome to the Business with Purpose podcast. Welcome to the Business with Purpose podcast. Here's our host, Molly Stillman, our mom. Welcome to the Business with Purpose podcast. I am your host, Molly Stillman of stillbeingmolly.com. And this show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, companies, and small businesses that are changing the world. Each week, I interview an entrepreneur, CEO, nonprofit director, community leader, or just an incredible person who is trying to make a positive impact, not only through their personal life, but also with their career. My goal is to show you that no matter what you do for a living, you can make an impact right where you are. My guest this week is Eric Erdman, the founder of the Give a Child a Voice Foundation. When Eric Erdman learned he had advanced brain cancer in July of 2016 at the age of 16, he had no idea all the ways his life would change. He faced medical procedures, including both brain surgery and eye surgery. He lost hearing as well as sight in one of his eyes. However, the fear and grueling procedures aren't what Eric remembers most about the months after he was diagnosed with anaplastic grade three ependymoma. He remembers the voluntary kindness of friends, families, neighbors, and even strangers that showed him and helped him find his voice, to share his story, and to speak out. The coming together of so many different people, all with the same goal of showing support, transformed his perspective on life and inspired him to pay it forward. Today, after four brain surgeries, three rounds of radiation, a round of chemo, and as Eric continues to battle complications, he is more excited than ever to continue to help other struggling kids find their voice through his foundation, Give a Child a Voice. While some children battle critical pediatric illness, others face challenges such as bullying and abuse in their schools and homes. In addition to the immediate harm it causes, these difficult experiences can cause long-term emotional suffering. Eric dreams that other kids who experience difficult situations receive the same kindness he received at one of the most vulnerable times of his life. Eric started his foundation, Give a Child a Voice, to engage the community and get children and teens the help they need so positive change is possible. His dream and movement have become a reality thanks to the work being done through his foundation. I was so beyond inspired by my conversation with Eric. This 20-year-old young man who has been given such a grim diagnosis to use his last days to inspire others, to encourage kids who have experienced bullying and so much more. I am just so thankful for all the work that he is doing, and I know that you are going to be encouraged by him too. So without further ado, on to my conversation with Eric. Eric, I am so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. I am just really, really inspired by you from everything that I have read and learned. And I just am really pumped to introduce you to the Business with Purpose podcast audience. And so we're going to just kick it right off. And I'm going to have you do what I have all my guests do. And that's give us the Eric 101. So who are you? How did you get to where you are today? Um, so, uh, uh, my name is Eric Urban and, uh, I am, uh, 20 years old. I actually kind of just turned 20, uh, back in uh, November. Happy birthday, kinda... belated. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, I started a foundation. It's called, uh, Give a Child a Voice. 
and I actually how I my foundation pretty much took off was uh, me uh, getting diagnosed with uh, cancer. And it's uh, my foundation. It talks about, you know, bullying, abuse and life threatening illness. So these three main things, it's what I went through and what a lot of uh, you know children go through. And uh, our uh, main thing uh, about the foundation is, uh, you know, we'd like to uh, educate and uh, let people know, you know, how how important a child's voice is, you know, because uh like in my life, you know, I didn't get to speak up and we're, you know, we have the platform and to where, you know, children can speak up and, you know, finally, you know, share the unfortunate stuff. Like, for example, um, you know, I was being bullied, right? And I told my mom about it, but, uh, you know, uh, she knew and, you know, it, it was bad, uh, I'd say, at the start, like really bad. And, you know, but that, you know, kind of slowed down a bit. But uh, when you get abused, like I did, so it was physical and mental. It wasn't by my mom, <laughs> if you're going to ask. But um, that, uh, you know, since I was abused, you know, I never, I never told anybody for three years because, you know, it puts you almost, you know, so let's say so far away from everybody because you don't feel safe you know like me I never felt safe and thought people were going to believe me but then when I came out to my mom and told her I told her when I was 16 when I got uh when I got diagnosed with brain cancer and uh you know it it helps me you know uh everything you know stopped when I was 16 so the uh, abuse went on for three years and uh, yeah once it stopped it was crazy you know three years after the abuse when, when I was 16 yeah I got I got diagnosed uh, stage well now I'm at stage four but I got diagnosed with a stage three anaplastic ependymoma brain tumor yeah. and uh, this type of brain cancer it's really rare so um, only 200 kids a year get diagnosed and wow. well, about uh, 52 adolescents get diagnosed each year. Now, an adolescent is from 14 to 19. Mm. So I was one of those, one of the 52 uh, adolescents who got diagnosed. And uh, as of right now, I uh, actually am stage four. So uh, in total, I've had four brain surgeries, three rounds of radiation. But if you want to like, count just like sessions uh it'd be 61 wow. sessions of radiation at like the max dose which uh as i know i'm the only one you know who is stage four and i went to uh, st jude and they told me that and same as uh hershey hospital wow. so uh you know i've been through the ringer i had a uh, clinical trial it was called uh, chemotherapy but uh it was drugs that you know, made up of chemotherapy, yeah. clinical trials, what they are, people don't know. It's basically, my doctors told it to me as it went rat monkey me. So that's, oh that's gosh. how, you know, I wrap my head around it. So wow. he told me that. And uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's been hard. Stuff's breaking down on me. So last year uh, of August, they actually told me, you know, uh, they told me in, in August, 
of uh, 2019 that I have uh, six months left to live, and this will be my final month. But uh, you know, I don't, I don't see, you know, like they pick an end date and everything is over. Yeah. I know how my body is ever since, you know, I know it sounds stupid, but ever since I was a preemie, you know, I knew how my body, you know, reacted because, you know, I went through some things. I had five major operations when I was little, when I was a baby. I was, since being a pound 15 and then, you know, now being, heck, only a pound probably 35, since I lost so much weight to uh, getting diagnosed with cancer, it's, uh, yeah, when everything took place and, you know, getting diagnosed, I uh, I knew, you know, that this was pretty much, you know, my life of since, you know, I was a, I was a premature baby and then up until now, you know, I was in medical all my life. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, my mom hates me saying this. She always does. But uh, it's to me, it's true. You know, I, I got to thank cancer because it, by far it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And, you know, this is just for my story, you know, and some people may not relate. Some people probably could. But for me, it's the best thing that ever happened. And uh, the reason why is because, you know, my mom, my brother and I, we started a foundation. And then uh, also my uh, aunt went back to NASCAR, which is pretty cool. Wow. And uh, we actually just announced our uh, national gym giveaway that was finished. And uh, we picked a school and... Uh, right now, I believe the construction people, it's called CLN, Construction Leadership Network. Uh, they are, uh, I think, working on the third gym right now. I don't know because I'm in Pennsylvania. They're, <laughs> that gym's in Texas, so I can't tell. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happened in my life that, you know, I don't, I don't say that I have a crappy life. I mean, yeah, you can look at it and say that my life was awful because, you know, I had so much, you know, medical and I couldn't really enjoy life. But, you know, that's just how the cards play. And uh, I wouldn't change anything because, you know, one, it, I know now, you know, what, you know, I went through to help help a kid in their own shoes if they have the same problems. And, you uh, yeah, for the foundation right now, you know, we're, uh, it's awesome, you know, having the foundation, reaching out, helping kids, uh, building weight rooms, and then soon in the future, gonna do some other things, but I'm gonna keep those under wrap for now. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's, my life has been awesome. Wow. Gotta say. Eric, I, I love your perspective. And I first, I just want to say, like, thank you for sharing your story in a really honest and vulnerable way. And I know that that is all of this, like, this is your story. And this is your, this is your life. And the fact that you are taking your story and using it to impact others and to leave a legacy. I mean, you've done more in four years than most people will do in their entire lives to impact <laughs> others. And so I just want to encourage you and just thank you for that work because it doesn't go unnoticed and it doesn't go unappreciated. And I'm just, I'm blown away um, by your optimism. And there are so many people who would receive 
you know, a diagnosis like you've received and to receive words like you have six months left to live and and or, you know, to have a history of bullying and abuse and to just walk around feeling sorry for themselves and saying, woe is me and my life is terrible and just asking everybody to feel sorry for them. But you are like, you aren't doing that. And instead you're taking, you're taking those hardships and you're using them for a greater good. And I just, I'm, I'm really inspired by it. And I just want to thank you. Um, I thank you so much. It means a lot. And, uh, how, you know, I forgot to tell, uh, you and everyone else that's hearing this, uh, you know, my mom, she raised me, you know, by always, you know, paying it forward. And, uh, you know, that I learned in with cancer, there's two ways to look at it, you know, being sad, depressed and hating the world. And, you know, you can you can do that because, you know, cancer is such a you know what and uh, or being, you know, happy and joyful you know and I went that route because the happy route because you know it it, I I found that it helped my family and it's not you know like no one thinks of cancer every day I mean my mom may probably do does but uh they're focusing on like you know obviously the moments now rather than my diagnosis which you know I'm so happy that they are. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it's interesting that you say that, that you, you chose that route of optimism and positivity. And I actually heard a speaker um, back in January and he was, he's a cancer survivor, cancer overcomer. And he was talking about how, when he was diagnosed with cancer, he chose the same route. And, you know, he's like, you know, I'm not saying that this is, (laughs) this is not everybody's story. And he said, but you know, I, I chose a route of positivity because there is actually there's scientific evidence on laughter and joy and and mindset that can heal the body. And not saying that like that can't you know that laughter is the cure for cancer, yeah. but how they studied you know just all different kinds of illnesses and not just cancer, but they studied people who you know just had more positive thoughts and a positive outcome and laughed and all those kinds of things and how what it does to the brain physically and what smiling does to your body and how endorphins just begin to go through your body and 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 your body is is built to in some ways like heal itself and maybe sometimes it's not physically but sometimes it is emotionally and and emotionally can go a long way like mindset can go a long way you know yeah absolutely um I like before I was uh, before I got diagnosed and actually when I was a kid, uh, when I was a kid, I was, uh, you know, I was happy. You know, this was how I am now was how I was, you know, when I, you know, was a kid. But when I hit those couple of years, I got was introverted. I was shy. I didn't want to speak speak about anything. And my uh, my mom at that time, uh, it was funny. She goes, it, "Eric, I think you're dealing with puberty." But uh, <laughs> I told her, I told her, you know, about it. And uh, she she always tells me. I she hopes she knows. But you know, I'm glad that you know now my family were close knit. Uh, you know, family and uh, you know the person that done it to me abused me. 
I came to a point to take it off my shoulders to where, you know, I accepted having a relationship with that person, but I don't, there's not something in my body that, you know, respects the person, if that makes, respects the person, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, (laughs) stuff in my body, you know, can't be fixed to what that person made, you know, that took me for, you know, three years of my life of not speaking up. But uh, needless to say, thank you so much to, you know, let me share my uh, story. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, it means a lot. And so I want to talk a little bit too about your advocacy. Obviously, you are a big advocate for um, children who are victims of sexual abuse or just abuse in general. But you also. Yeah, abuse a, in general. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, but emotional, physical. I mean, it, there's yeah. just so many types of abuse. Um, and one of the things that you also talked about was your experience with bullying and being yeah. um, and having been bullied. And that in particular speaks to me. Um, I was bullied mercilessly in elementary school and middle school. And so it's been, you know, I now have kids of my own and my daughter is in kindergarten this year. And it's a conversation we have regularly about what it looks like. You know, I'm starting her now at at the age of six in kindergarten. I'm talking about, you know, if you see that there are other kids on the playground or other kids in school being mean to other kids, like I want you to be the kid that sticks up for the other kids and, and to stop it in its tracks. And she's even had, you know, issues of, you know, kids kind of picking on her and, um, you know, and so we have a lot of conversations yeah. around it. And I, you know, I really, I, I remember this past summer before my daughter started kindergarten, I, I had this just, just to be fully transparent. I had this just breakdown one night with my husband and I was crying and I was like, you know, I think I was part of it. I was like a mom watching her kid grow up and go to kindergarten. But <laughs> I mean, one of the conversations I had was that I said, I pray she never experiences what I experienced. And because, I mean, there was, there were years in elementary school and middle school where I just, I would fake sick so that I didn't have to go, didn't have to go to school. To school. And yeah. so I could avoid it. And it was just, it was merciless. And yeah. um, so I would just love for you, if, if you'd be willing to just kind of share, like, how did being bullied originally kind of impact you and how has that experience now motivated you in your work with give a child a voice? So with me being obviously bullied and uh, you know, I've learned that, you know, that's going to sound probably weird to some people, but I've learned with, you know, being a victim that you can't always say to you know the bully or you know shame on you because you have to think about what their home life is like how are the parents you know treating that that kid for example they might be going home and getting beat every single day and they're coming coming to school and you know doing the same thing to a kid younger than them or you know smaller than them because they're used to that. They're used to that environment. And I would say, like in my shoes, what I never, never did and what I should have done was, you know, when I was bullied, uh, you got to speak up, share your voice, because your your voice is so powerful. It can literally, like, the kids' voices, if they speak up, you know, they're the future. And, like, if I would have spoke up and said something, 
to, you know, actually said stuff to the principal and stuff like that, you know, obviously it would have stopped. I mean, yeah. if, if children would speak up and share about, you know, what they're going through at that moment, stuff would stop. And people always say, oh, don't go to the principal. No, you want to. You want to. And even try to go higher than the principal because it's such an issue. Bullying, I mean, it's such an issue to deal with because one, you know, the the bullier, their life is, is probably harder than the kid who's being bullied because, like, I feel – this pain, you know, for honestly, for the kid who's bull the bullier. Yeah. Because, you know, I wish, you know, there's some way to help them. Because you can't stop what's going home. I mean, you, you don't know what the kid's home life is. Uh, I wish, you know, bullying wasn't a big deal. But, you know, it is. And what I would do from, you know, a kid that, you know, was bullied obviously if if i was you know that little kid i would i would speak up tell as many people as i could and you know try to stop it and you know once you try and speak up something's got to be done because you know the first step is speaking up and once you do that then you know obviously they're gonna sit that kid down and talk to him and as you know the bullier what i think that the kid being sit down should obviously say and i know it may not happen but you know tell them tell obviously the principal or someone what your home life is like because you know if a kid is bullying other kids he gets sent to the principal office then his parents come in and get sent to the principal's office because, you know, the kid is in there and they get home, the beating might be even worse. Yeah, it just gets worse. Yeah. So me personally, first thing I would say is speak up. You know, kids' voices or anyone's voice is so powerful that it's a movement. And, you know, it helps so many kids, not even yourself. I remember, you know, I went through it and uh, at the moment, you know, I was going through it. Another kid was being bullied and uh, I didn't tell anybody about my, my bully. I just, I told my mom that was it. But, you know, another kid was being bullied and I told, you know, one of the teachers about that kid, not me, because I, I was at that point where I didn't feel comfortable saying anything because at the same time I was being bullied, I was being abused. So hand in hand, I felt like I didn't trust anybody. Mm. And I don't know, I would say now looking back, the biggest thing between the two abuse and bullying, you know, speak up, speak out because one thing first and what I preach day to day is, you know, a child's voice. It's so impactful. Yes. And, it, it goes a long way yeah. once you say something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so how did you, at what point did you decide to take the step to begin this foundation, give a child a voice? Uh, so what's crazy is um, it took cancer, honestly. It took cancer being diagnosed to start 
my foundation. And that sounds messed up, I know, but from starting my foundation and getting dealt with cancer, to me, I was I was done. I was finished. I was I couldn't take any more, you know, negative stuff to happen. So that's why the foundation was started. One, because I couldn't I couldn't take it. My mom knew, you know, and uh, she actually, what people don't know is, uh, what's kind of cool, my mom, she started the uh, foundation. And at first, it was, foundation was about me, but then we just geared it toward, you know, helping children because I don't like the spotlight to be shined on me. That was never me. And that's why by make a wish, you know, why not give it to someone else? Because I don't, I'm just not that type of person to where I want something at at the moment, you know, I don't want, or it's like not, it's not a want. If I would have took it, that was, I don't know why I would, but yeah, I wouldn't, I would think, you know, you know, it would be wrong. So after we started the foundation, we had about 29,500 left over. And that was for the start of the foundation. But if I didn't start the foundation, we would pocket that money. That's what other people would do. Pocket the money because, you know, you have leftover from the GoFundMe, which that would be so wrong in my opinion. Yeah. That's it's other people's money that they donated. But all in all, you know, with bullying and stuff, you, with abuse, you got to talk up, you know, speak up about what's going on with you yeah because you know people who are listening to this you may you know think you know it's not you know that no that's the wrong way trust me to where you know i was bullied i was abused really bad and you know speaking up it changes a whole lot yeah absolutely absolutely your your voice is so powerful and the fact that you are taking your voice and you're using it to amplify the voices of other children and teenagers is amazing it's absolutely amazing um so eric how if somebody listening just really wants to support your foundation support the work you're doing what's the best way for them to do that Oh, so um, actually, we have a website. Uh, so it's giveachildavoice.us. And also on Facebook, my Facebook is just Give a Child a Voice. That's awesome. And so do you, I mean, obviously, I know you take donations. So obviously, yeah. monetary donations, is there a way that people can get involved through volunteering? Um, actually, so uh, when we do like fundraisers and stuff like that, so as of now, we had that gym going on. Yeah. And so he, like here soon we may, you know, we're going to probably start doing, um, you know, vol- you know, volunteer work and stuff like that and helping out. And, um, you know, on our website, it says on our website, you know, if you want to, you know, help out, you know, just reach out with a link. My, my personal email is on there. Uh, yeah, just you can just contact us if you you know want to help, if you want to get involved in the movement. And uh, yeah, my uh, so my story is actually on there. It's uh, so I went to St. Jude for my uh, last round of radiation, and uh, they wanted me to uh, share my story. So we actually walked. There's a building behind St. Jude. And it's called the Alsac building. And what that is, is where you, where all the uh, commercials are, are done. 
there's actually like a filming room and I sat in there and told my story and uh, that's on there if anyone wants to watch that you know to get some help because there's more than you know just my story on our website there's a lot of stuff which you know I'm proud to say that you know I'm fine you know with dying because thing is I found something I love and you know I I made it a point to where you know okay I'm at my my happiest you know I have a foundation I have an amazing family and uh, yeah I came to terms with you know not my doctor's uh, you know months left to live but I came to terms where you know if it happened tomorrow or you know the next day I'm fine because I'm at peace with everything (laughs) but yeah so um thank you so much for uh, letting me uh speak on the uh on your podcast and let me uh you know share the stuff that i went through yeah eric it really it's my honor and it's my truly it's it's a pleasure and um i just yeah i'm really grateful for you and i'm really inspired by your story and i know other people will be too so eric and obviously for the listeners, I will have all of that information in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. You can obviously access the show notes on my blog, stillbeingmolly.com slash podcast, or just, I think usually on your podcast app, whatever you're listening to, you can just kind of scroll up and the show notes will be there for you. Um, so Eric, but before we go, uh, this is one of my favorite parts of the show. And it's just where I get to ask some fun, kind of lighthearted, get to know you questions. So right. is that cool with you, Eric? <laughs> Yeah, sure. Awesome. Ask away. All right. So the first question is, if you were a professional athlete, what's your favorite sport? Oh, oh, oh. I'll keep going with that question. Okay. I so, like I, I like basketball, football, anything really. Okay, but, cool. Uh, so say like your hype song. So you're, you're, right, you're okay. a professional basketball player. Who's your team? I would say professional football. All right, That's professional football. Playing. All right. So who's your team? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I like the Steelers. Oh yeah. no, Eric! I, I, I'm a Browns yeah, fan. Listen, or quarterback, we have a problem. <laughs> oh, I'm a Browns fan, so but that's okay. And you know what? The fact that you as a Steelers fan and me as a Browns fan, like we can be friends, that just shows that, <laughs> that we're, we're going to be the bottom of yeah. the bracket yeah. for like 18 years plus. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. Okay. So in this hypothetical situation, you are like the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers and your hype song is playing in the stadium as you okay. walk out to center field to, you know, do the coin toss or whatever. What hype song is playing over the loudspeakers? You're going to hate me, but, um, so I don't have like any particular song, but a song, uh, that, you know, that actually I first listened to back in the old days was, uh, stand by me, of uh, Benny King. Yes. I love that song. You know, funny enough, our church actually did that. So, so we were just, our church was doing, this is totally random, but our church was doing a marriage series and, uh, yeah. our worship team did stand by me this past weekend. So yeah, it's my favorite song of mine too. I stand like it. I like oh, it. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Question number two is what is your most unusual talent? Usual talent. Well, my walking is really bad. So like 
my equilibrium i don't know how to say that word but <laughs> that's all off yeah so like i so since all my brain surgeries i can't walk straight mm. or like so long distances i have to use you know a walker uh wheelchair my best talent is to running into walls really? when, when i walk straight <laughs> Eric, I love I love your sense of humor. You are awesome. <laughs> um, okay, I thought this would be a good question for you. What makes you feel the most alive? Uh, helping people. Mm, I love that. I love that. And what is you know when you are maybe maybe you're visiting a school or you're out doing something? Is there something in particular that you just really love to do with people that you're helping? Okay, two answers. One, I love meeting them. Yeah. Two, I like them to get out of their comfort zone. Mm. <laughs> like some people. So uh, I was in uh, when I was in California, we went to this, uh, this uh, one school, and uh, like some people don't like shaking hands. So when they when they like walk around, I stop them, give them a hug, and <laughs> they can get going. But um, I don't know, probably, I don't know. I would say, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. Mm, that's all right. Okay. I think meeting people is great. And just, um, you know, I mean, I just have loved kind of seeing some of the stories of you visiting schools and talking to kids. And um, I can just see oh, it through the I smile like, on your face. Being myself yes. around them. So I, I'm I'm such a goofball. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, okay, this is this is also a fun one. If there were to be a movie made about your life, who oh. would you want to play you in that movie? I got so many. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I can't let uh Robert De Niro I no, can't let him play because <laughs> My my Robert one of my favorite movies it. is uh, Goodfellas, but nice. Um, uh, think, think. Favorite? Okay, who wants to play me? I'll say Ryan Reynolds. Ooh, that's a good one. That's so, a good one. Uh, why I like Ryan so much? So my uh, uncle, my godfather, actually, he uh, got recently diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's, mm. and Ryan Reynolds, uh, he uh, actually. I think, yeah, he has his own uh, foundation that supports uh, Parkinson's. Oh, wow. He's really involved with Parkinson's. Wow. So that, that's why. That's awesome. I'm close to my godfather. That's, that's awesome. Why. That's really awesome. Um, okay. And then this is my last question. And this is the question right. I ask all my guests. And that is, what does it mean to you to run a business with purpose? I would say it's <laughs> honestly, it means the world because, you know, me getting to you know do my dream and actually do it my way <laughs> and you know helps a random person who has you know lost their way and you know they can't find out you know their way and they you know lost where they're going because their life is so twisted you know backed up 180 uh and they're so lost and to see you know, have that person be cheerful when they're, you know, all they do is just cry and to help, you know, that one person that, you know, will, will change their life forever, ever, you know, I would say that's mine to, you know, be able to, you know, give children, you know, an opportunity to, you know, actually, 
you know, have them have, you know, speak their mind and, you know, get out and not being scared, you know, not being judged, you know, but uh, yeah, I would just say, you know, having children to be able to, you know, speak out and share their voice without judgment and to, you know, just be themselves. I'll see this mind. That's fantastic. Eric, thank you so much. I really, truly, truly, truly am so grateful for you. And thank you for the work that you're doing. And I am rooting for you. I am praying for you. And please keep in touch because I genuinely, um, I'm just really passionate about your story. And I um, can't wait to see how many millions of lives you are able to impact uh, through your legacy. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, what is your what's your uh, your business thing? What's my business with purpose? Yeah. Wow. I've never had anyone ask me that. That's that's the first time everyone anyone's ever asked me that question on the show. Um, well, I'll just answer it for the podcast because um, obviously I have I have a larger, greater life mission of just um, just sharing how much. Uh, the Lord has impacted me and changed my life. Um, but through this podcast, my passion is just educating others that it doesn't matter where you are or what you do or what stage of life you're in or what has happened to you in the past or what will happen to you in the future. You can make a difference wherever you are and you can impact people in so many ways. And um, I just want to encourage and challenge other people to leave a legacy of purpose and passion and impact. That's amazing. That's a good one to end it on. Thank yeah. you so much Thank for you, being Eric. on your show. Thank you. I told you that today's guest would be so inspiring, but don't click away. I actually have a special little bonus part of this episode. Since I am recording some content here at home right now during the coronavirus, I thought it might be fun to invite some special guests onto the show for a few minutes just to kind of make you laugh, make you smile, and maybe encourage you. So I'd like to introduce you to my kids. So I have my sweet, precious, beautiful children here with me. Lily, can you say hi? Hi. And Amos, can you say hi? Hi. And I, and this is my first time like formally introducing you guys to my podcast listeners. Do you guys know what a podcast is? Yeah. I think it's like something where you sh share things about your life and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of. You guys listen to podcasts. Uh-huh. Like what? Wow in the World. Yeah, that's the only podcast you guys listen to, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow in the World. Yeah. Do you like listening to Wow in the World, buddy? Yeah. This is not a sponsored post or podcast for and Wow in the no, World. I want to do one by myself. Okay, Amos wants to say something by himself. Okay, you don't need to touch the microphone. So what do you want to say? No, stop it. Hello, my name is Amos, and I want to say butt cheek. So, uh, butt cheek, butt cheek, butt cheek. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that right there, guys, is an introduction to my four-year-old son who loves to say butt cheek. Uh, now, Lily, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Lily Stillman, age six, and I'm in kindergarten, and... um. I lost one tooth. I'm preschool. Okay, yeah, Amos is in preschool. Okay, and you lost one tooth? Uh-huh, and I, now I have a really wiggly one. Yeah, you do have a wiggly tooth. How, how is it right now? It's really wiggly. It's really wiggly? Uh-huh. Do you think that it's going to fall out soon? Uh-huh. Do you think you're going to get $5 from the tooth fairy? 
Maybe even five bucks. <laughs> five dollars is five bucks. <laughs> um, so what has been hard for you? What about- has been okay. hard for you? Okay, Amos, hold on. I'm asking Lily a question. What has been hard for you about the coronavirus? So we had a Disney cruise planned and we can't go on it. Yeah, yeah, that, that was pretty hard. And it so was also we- my mom, it it was also my mom's ber- Christmas present. It was my Christmas present, but we, uh... So I want to talk to you guys. Okay, Amos. We, we are our, our home Disney cruise. We are doing a home Disney cruise right now, isn't it? And Mommy's actually wearing Mickey ears as we speak, right? And it's in it, and do you like to buy? Bye. And I just want to... Sh- I want to share something about. I want to share something about me. Um, I have a I have a giant stuffed cat, and also I have a baby. Okay, well, you have to stand in front of the microphone. I have a toy baby, and I have had her. I have her since my very first Christmas. That's right. Yeah, you have had Pink Star Baby a really long time. That's her name. Is Pink Star Baby? All right, pink. She has a star, and she's a baby. That's right. She has a very literal name, Pink Star Baby. Is there anything else that you would like to say to the listeners before we go? Um, Any, like, words of wisdom? What's maybe something you've learned recently that you want people to know? I've learned that um, avocados are fruit. Oh, well, there you go, folks. So that is Lily imparting some wisdom to you. Thanks for coming on my show today for a little bit. You're welcome. I love you. Love you, Mama. Amos, Amos, do you want to say anything else? Do you want to say anything that you've learned recently? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I need my watch. I hope that made you smile. As always, if you loved something about this week's episode or if you learned something or were encouraged by something, please let me know on social media. You can find me at Still Being Molly or at Business with Purpose Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. And don't forget that hashtag Business with Purpose Podcast. As always, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you are a first-time listener of the show, welcome. Be sure to visit the archives for past shows featuring amazing entrepreneurs and business owners who are literally changing the world with their businesses. And if you are a regular listener of the show, thanks so much for tuning in week in and week out, and thank you for your support. Be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Google Play, basically wherever you listen to podcasts, and click that subscribe button to help make sure you never miss a new episode. And if you have a moment, would you take a moment to leave a review? Leaving a review just really helps me to know what you're liking and how the show is personally impacting you. This show is produced by Third Wheel Media. Thank you so much for listening. Now go do something good with purpose on purpose. <laughs>